Hey guys, I just had a phenomenal chat with Vinay Maheshwari from The Health Factory. We cover things about how he got into the bread business using two thumbs ups. That hack is I think one of the best things I've learned. The second was his job description, which was get it done. That's it. That was his job description. I'm, I know I'm going to be using that in Equinox a lot more often. The third was some productivity hacks he's been using to grow his business, that what he looks for in people when he's hiring and when he's trying to scale business, his experience from the shark tank, which I think was absolutely an eye-opener for me, uh, you know, what happens behind the scenes, what happens in front, and many, many more. We spoke about, by the way, AI, we spoke about Elon Musk, and also about the fact that bread badlo, but adit nahi. Learn about the breadwala of India and how he's making it happen. Do not forget to follow because we'll have more amazing podcasts coming soon. Let's go and listen. So when I tell me a little bit about your life before the health factory. So let me walk you back into like, like a little bit even before what you're expecting maybe to hear as an answer. But uh, I, I went to Simbi's, I did my BBA there. Hmm. Right after which I went to Jakarta. I started working in a coal mining company, hmm. uh, looking into operations. Uh, operation is something I really like. Mm. Uh, but that typically the high of, you know, just getting out of college, uh, taking up a job abroad. Mm. Uh, yeah, when they started working there, was there for like three or four months, only to realize that this is not something I would like to do, you know. I just quick realization, I knew it was a quick gig. Uh, but came back to came back to Bombay, started working then with a global pharma company known as SRS Life Sciences. Uh, started working under Ken Palazzi from Australia, he was the CEO. Uh, and I was his assistant. Typically, uh, when I actually even got the job, uh, the job description was, uh, when I your job is to get the job done, right? Uh, I love that, get the job done. I'm going to use that somewhere, 100%. But I mean, actually, the, the kind of attitude training that actually put me through was incredible. Hmm. Uh, a lot of shaping up was happening as an individual because uh, I'd get calls from Ken saying, hey, when I'm, the machines at Nagpur are showing an error. And I'm like, okay, so... He's like, fly down and fix it because you can't expect me to come from Australia to fix a machine. And what he says is absolutely valid, right? So like going under the machine, understanding what is working, what is not working to uh, looking into uh, a lot of country operations, handling a large team, understanding what packaging, what, uh, what legal, what uh, SOPs are required, what kind of product. Each country has their own compliance, complying with that. Uh, and then getting that organized. Uh, we're talking about like, scale. Uh, we're talking about something very large. Uh, so that was that. Uh, worked there for a year uh, before the health factories concept actually came into being. Now, uh, what happens here in this one year is uh, every morning when I'm leaving for work at say around 8, 30, I'm doing like six slices of bread. Uh, we were on Shark Tank, they're like, Chair slice corn I was like, I eat three slices, I eat sandwich. I'm a fucking growing boy, right? Three sandwiches. So it was doing these uh, these three sandwiches every morning, and mum dad are from Rajasthan, so they're like, "Yeah, roti bread laga, kya laga raka, roti sabzi khake ja." Mm. Right? Couldn't understand the concept of lunch for breakfast. Mm. Still needed my bread. I need my bread. I love bread. So I, it's needed. I mean, full stop. Let's not let's not replace, <laughs> right? Uh, when that happened, I realized that one day there's no bread at home. To only understand that this is a problem, which is a household problem at scale. There's a very big gap in the bread industry uh, where this kind of product is missing. When, of course, we didn't have the marketing dollars. Uh, so we, I spoke to mom 
आई सेट ब्रेड क्यों नहीं खाना है शीज है मेरे को नहीं पता है क्यों नहीं खाना है बड़ा इनो अच्छा नहीं है राइट सेज लेडी यू डजन अंडरस्टैंड न्यूट्रिशन बट स्टिल नोज ब्रेड इज़ नॉट गुड फॉर यू स्पोक टू अ बिजी प्रोफेशनल टू अंडरस्टैंड दैट हे आई डोंट हैव टाइम टू ईट कैन आई गेट समथिंग क्विक श्योर you know uh, do you eat bread he says yes i eat bread but can i avoid it yes maybe so the apprehensions kicking in hmm. spoke to a mother with a, a younger kid who said that hey you know what he's fussy he likes a sandwich but i'm trying to avoid that spoke to a nutritionist who said empty calories spoke to a gym goer said lack of protein and these these were like my five six audiences i said ek bar ye log aa gaye all that we need to do is replicate right uh, and the audience for that is large Uh, the category size is around twenty thousand crores. Oh wow! So we said that the category is large. Mm. There's a lot of space in it. So mm. why don't we come up with something that could cater to all these guys? Mm. I, I still remember when I started. I used to manifest. I'm a believer of like manifestation. I, I absolutely hundred percent, hundred percent. So I, even even when I read like my part time uh, uh, post work gig is understanding frequencies, understanding uh, vibrations, looking into all of that. Right? It's it's a lot of fun. uh the reason why uh when we spoke to each other across the phone the the reason why it went through is because two frequencies matched and right so it was that vibration right. because of which and just because it's technical it sounds that but however if you take it offline it's the same concept uh so I was manifesting this product i would put this empty box on the table uh saying this will have protein lower in carbs low fat low sugar no cholesterol trans fat free low sodium all of that nice. uh and then yeah i the vibrations and the frequencies actually got aligned uh, i met joss from holland he comes with 30 years of food science experience the uh, and he and i formulated the country's first protein bread i know i've answered your question a little too much in detail no, no, cuz you asked me about the past but, yes no but uh, that that's fantastic so when did you start the health factory 2016 we incorporated the company mm. uh 2017 end is when we like actually went to starting the health factory nice uh typically again a first gen uh, no industry background no industry experience uh we'd go to the bakeries that would uh, manufacture for the railway station mm. uh just to understand how operations work because we didn't have product i said product to aayega hi because it's manifested it's going to be there uh, however jab product aayega tab kya karenge mm. is what i wanted to learn mm. Uh, I used to go at uh, with Mohit. Mohit is my cousin, also uh, co-founder. Uh, we used to go at 4 a.m. to these bakeries at the railway station. I used to take a bottle of thumbs up because there was no entry otherwise. So I said, "Party karing in ke saath." The, the guys are very happy, nice. saying, "Acha, two bottle thumbs up aaye. Let's get the boys in." Hmm. And then they would make us see kaise ho raha hai. So I, I started understanding kya equipment lagta hai. हाउ मनी पीपल विल बी रिक्वायर्ड माल बनने के बाद डिस्पैच कैसे हो रहा है रियल टाइम हो रहा है नहीं हो रहा है ऑल ऑफ दैट सो आई टेकिंग माई ऑप्स लर्निंग्स वन प्रोडक्ट वॉज बींग फॉर्मुलेटेड पोस्ट विच वी सेट द फैक्ट्री अप आफ्टर सेटिंग द फैक्ट्री वी यूज टू मेक लाइक लेवन ब्रेड्स अ डे फुल ऑन लाइक ट्वेल्व हंड्रेड स्क्वायर फीट फेसिलिटी And we made like eleven beds a day. Eleven beds a day, and the move the day we went, we would we would move to like sixteen. We'd be like, "Aaj order hai." Like, "Aaj order zara hai." Because eleven beds a day were being made at night. Uh, say we we'd wrap up by around four o'clock uh, in the morning. Five uh, thirty onwards, we'd move and I'd take a quick nap, and both of us used to go out for delivery. Uh, I'd get onto the bike with a blue bag, the jumbo. Uh, 
and we used to go door to door and deliver nice uh, it started with friends and family uh, they built the hype for us uh, because the product was very strong very credible this actually they were liking the product mm. uh, the word spread and uh, then the the journey of the health factory started with its subscription model uh and this was late 2017 answering your question again drifting back because i i get carried away yeah it's, it's i'm just walking in my when, head when you're passionate that. about something you're going to be carried away i mean yeah. I, i know that when i start talking there is a good chance i don't stop for like 5 5 minutes at a time so yeah but i mean i'm just like you know living the entire piece in my head as to how the the timeline proceeds right uh yeah and then 2017 we start this start with this subscription model 2018 we start getting inbound from retailers saying customer pooch rahe protein bread ka hai hey info at the health factory mm. who are you guys can you come and meet us mm. uh, that gives us entry into retail uh, and then we start building with the nature's baskets the food halls the reliances uh, pretty much very organically built the brand has been uh, very strong with its product mm. product concept mm. sorry and the product formulation and uh, we've built from there pretty much organic till 2022 when we raised the first round oh, lovely yeah so i love the fact that how you got your operational learning at the cost of two thumbs up a day how many days did you go for like 5 10 15 20 how, like how I, how often did i you think go? this was like a overall uh, just to learn operations and mm. understand factory layout mm. and these mm. technical mm. terms of konsa machine and kilowatt and because we're building it ground up we don't have money for like getting consultants Correct. right kitna kilowatt factory power permit FSSI license, uh, all of that jazz, right? Uh, understanding that entire piece took me like good three to four months. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, because actually standing in that bakery to understand how it's being made, and then being like this cheater who's just walking and saying, "Main banata hu aapke liye," right? So that hands-on learning was happening there. Actually shaping, molding the bread, putting in the tin, understanding temperatures, understanding humidity. humidity is critical uh, i'm sure i mean you, uh, you run the lab uh, you know it best right how critical it is in terms of shelf life of the yeah, product yeah. Uh, so the, we were doing that it, it took good 3 to 4 months so yeah, in 3 sorry. to 4 months every day or at least few times a week yeah. you took two thumbs ups went there stood yeah. there learned yeah. I, the big takeaway for me for this experience what do you share with me is that there are no excuses Yeah. Many people, many times people will be like, "I don't have the money. I don't have the expertise." Somebody in the world has the expertise. Yeah. Go talk to them, and sometimes <laughs> the entry fee to that could just be slide into somebody's DMs. Yeah. Or walk in with two thumbs ups <laughs> to the right spot Absolutely. at the right time with the right attitude. Yeah. Right. Humble enough to be like, "Hey, I don't understand this. Can you teach yeah. me?" And this is not you're not talking to some founder or something. You're talking to guys who are actually making the bread. Yeah. I think that for me till now is one of the biggest takeaways. So that was, that was brilliant. I love that. and obviously the other fact that there is no job description like or get it done right so that was awesome so why did you name it the health factory uh also covered on shark tank very okay. interesting question <laughs> uh the idea was when we started out we said that can we make this the umbrella brand under which a lot of products could get in right mm. today with the bread wala at the mm. health factory mm. tomorrow we'll be something else mm. at the health factory and then we'll be something else at the health factory and then we'll be something else at the health factory uh like you correctly said at some point right it's all about the attitude uh, uh and the attitude at the health factory between mohit and me and across the organization is whenever even someone joins it's there's one line that we run by say kaam kabhi nahi rukta hai right kaam kabhi nahi rukta hai kaam kabhi nahi rukega uh because the uh, and because of which the attitude even with the team for example 
uh, Gauri who's looking into marketing could also uh, go and replace a baker if required because mm. it's that attitude that has changed for her saying kaam kabhi nahi rukta hai agar wo takleef mein I'll go replace uh, so uh, yeah the, the attitude is very very critical and the idea behind why the health factories we don't want to build uh, a five year brand we in the first five years we want to be the breadwallers of the country uh, the next part is then we will launch another set of products nice. uh, but the idea is honestly if you ask me mm. uh, it may sound a little absurd but i wanted to be a 750 year old business uh, i want it to pass down I wanted to pass down. I want that impact to be created. I mean, nice. if the Nestle is the Unilevers mm-hmm. could do it, uh, there needs to be someone who can think like this, who can actually at least make his way towards thinking, saying, "Why can't it be?" So you are not building this to sell it. I'm not building. You're it building this yeah. as a legacy yeah. business, which will get passed on. That's amazing because I nowadays a lot of founders who I talk to, their first question, and I I, I do a lot of uh, uh, you know work with universities and colleges where I am invited as a speaker to talk to the you know graduating batch or many of the MBA students, and when I ask people like how many of you all want to start something, everybody puts up their hand. How many of you want to raise funds when you start? Before you start, everybody puts up their hands. Most people think that the way to start a business is to raise a fund, like yeah. raise raise capital and then we we'll start a business. Yeah, which is I think such a wrong way of thinking about things. You have to yeah. first figure shit out. Absolutely. Once you figure shit out, then you can go and once you figure out how to get from the zero to one and one to ten, yeah. maybe then you can go and tell somebody, "Hey, I want to get to hundred. Can you help me get there faster?" Yeah, that would be a more accurate way of doing it. Yeah, I, I like the fact that you waited a while till you raised, you know, a round. So now coming back to round uh, or Shark Tank, I think that that was a how how was your experience at Shark Tank? How was that? I shat <laughs> like <laughs> because uh, when I went on stage. Mm. Uh, The first sixty seconds is the only time that you've been taught. Hmm. Those are the sixty seconds of rehearsed. Little bit of rehearsed. Rehearsed. Bolo. Hmm. Post which nothing is rehearsed. It's just live. There's no cut, take nothing. nothing. No, they don't even know you, right? They don't even know you. Your products are put on set. Uh, they're like, oh, ye kya aa raha hai? And then you suddenly. Oh, so they don't in. know beforehand who's nothing. coming up. Nothing. You don't get some green room nothing. time beforehand. Nothing. nothing. Just. That's the it's first time they see you. The first time you see them, they see you. Oh, and that's what they catch on camera. Oh, I, I thought there would be some green room. Nothing. No green room. Nothing. So you get the genuine reaction it's of whatever, good, genuine. bad, ugly, jo bhi hai. Yeah. You get it. Yeah. Love the first sixty seconds, hmm. uh, they honestly shat uh, because there was like this suddenly you're walking in and there's this sound playing and it's so grand because you're in Yashraj. Huge and it's thing. huge set, right? And they've all cameras, lights, and they're just like moving around and all over you. And I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know what's happening? Oh wow! I did fumble there. Uh, Mohit was excellent. Uh, he picked it up. Uh, there was a point where, because we knew that this was his cue to the next start. When I fumble, he's like, oh shit! I don't know from where to take it up. <laughs> But he was smart enough to like figure it out, and then we continued. Uh, Post which I asked them like to get. I wanted to get some water. I said, you know, just let me mentally uh, unwind, mm. rewind, and mm. then get back into it. And literally in the five seconds that I did that, right, like from where I was standing to going to get the water, I went through a realization where I said that there are only two things that can happen. Mm. They'll ask you questions. You'll have an answer, or you won't have an answer. True. Right. Uh, what else? Could what I else? What's the yeah. third thing? Uh, if I have an answer, I'll answer it. If I don't have an answer, I'll tell mm. them I don't have mm. an answer. The uh, that's where the story changed. Uh, that's where everything in my 
head started to like that that puzzle of you know just what's going on hmm. started coming in together hmm. the post which i was like yeah pura din ye kar raha hai saat din 12 ghanta ek hi cheez kar raha hai how will you not know right he'll only ask you about your business which you should be knowing more than what even he is asking correct uh sir a great experience i could actually conduct that gig for 1 hour 10 minutes we shot for like 1 hour 20 minutes actually oh wow uh, really yeah they show you like they, they show they, 15 yeah. minutes they yeah. show 20 minutes yeah. 15 20 minutes 15 right? minutes max ha huh. so yeah i mean i i conducted that very well because it's it's also a little chaotic inside because by the time one guy is asked not even finished asking you the question he's like okay let me ask you this and by the time he's like okay i'd like to ask you this and this there's someone else who's asking you yet another question then post with someone else's while while you're answering this guy and you're asking him to pause there are two more people asking you more questions uh, but what i was successfully able to do is like hey you know i got this when i answer this this it will answer that question of yours as a result to which you're out hmm. and then we get this <laughs> and when i answer this it will answer all these three questions because nice. this is how i'm looking at it and this has a subtle answer to everything that you're nice. asking uh, to an extent that they actually did really really appreciate the way i went in and conducted it uh, and they were very excited of course that's not on tv but the, they said that the way you've actually come in held the show and conducted this entire experience even for us has been really good very very so cool. it was fun cool. it was fun I, all in all i had a very great experience the internet picked it up really well uh, the internet also said one of the most confident pitches on shark tank awesome uh, so it was fun it was fun and who was uh, if you had to choose one person who would have invested in your company who would have that been that's a tricky one little bit to mm-hmm. answer one person but if i if i to say i don't know very thin line between piyush and avan ah yeah they were very very keen mm. also uh on uh, do um, on making a deal uh but for some reasons which for whatever reason yeah, i'm not going to speak about but yeah. uh we didn't end up taking but those two were like at it uh the most relevant questions hmm. were coming out from these from guys yeah and so out of that uh see all the sharks are extremely sharp yeah right but each one of them has their own strengths correct and uh, i think anyone who's gone to the shark tank always normally has either one or two people they're like okay out of all these guys yeah. if there's one or two come in yeah i may lower my expectation a little bit because i know these guys will help me really scale right what did you expect the sharks to do for you what did i expect the sharks to do for me so like i said right uh, bootstrap business hmm. done my mba at the health factory uh, so someone with that kind of exposure and experience to various markets various price points various products irrespective of the category has enough insight into what the market is he's got the pulse of the market ki kya bikta hai kya price point pe bikta hai kya quality pe bikta hai irrespective sector agnostic but what sense aata hai because hmm. you're talking scale and you're talking about these guys who come into the country and nailed the dynamics of it they the category definers today hmm. right lenskart boat right they they inside out i see boot everywhere i see lenskart everywhere i was seeing on linkedin pushes uh, factory oh wow right <laughs> uh, so from pushe had this expectation of operations and manufacturing learnings from mm. aman had this wanted this expect i had the expectation of uh, brand building product mm. strong product guy knows and 
very flamboyant also very chirpy very nice fun fun guy uh so yeah and he plays that character very well i mean i wouldn't while a lot of people say hey you know he's over the top but i think as as a cmo he better be that way right he does it perfectly well i i think is the right word for him flamboyant yeah. i think he's the most fashionable yeah, yeah. of everyone there right so he's and he, I, from whatever i've heard he's the most fun person he's of all fun. yeah right all of them are great but i think he's the most fun one so uh, what was your disappointment after shark tank like what what did you feel like did you feel disappointed did you feel what was your feeling when you left the shark tank uh and i'd be very honest uh when i left the shark tank when i left the tank mm. uh when mohit and i were passing uh, we were walking out the mm. uh, for a second we said why wouldn't somebody not put money in an organization which is building itself sustainably and growing mm. and saying we raise capital after 4 years hmm. execution and learnings have come in from here now we're rock solid this is season apna season mein koi kyu aisa bol raha hai abhi to chalu hai abhi samajh aaya hai to ab kyu na bol raha hai next thing is ek kaam karte chal isko fod de idhar se change karenge pura dynamics cut to some timeline let me go hmm. back into timeline hmm. may 22 we raise around hmm uh when we raised them in may 22 the uh, we were doing x amount of revenue mm. cut to shark tank we were 3x uh, or 4x oh wow uh, but they're like execution side slower because it's they're looking at a holistic timeline right Correct. but we're looking at that that timeline because we're like we've just raised capital we're like at 3x 4x cut to march when uh, shark tank ac- actually went on screen we shot in september went live in march we were we've grown 10x wow uh yeah we was grown, it a little bit of the impact of shark tank or was grown, it just we grown 10x before shark tank oh uh, so love it so that was my learning and i left the tank and i said that okay i mean maybe they didn't get the gig but uh, like i said coming back to what i said sometimes kaam kabhi nahi rukta hai kaam kabhi nahi rukta we can mull over it for like 15 minutes Uh, let's both let's be sad because you're just you should be sad right uh, that's what it calls for uh, but let's not put in more than 15 minutes let let's put all the grievances that we have that we would sulk over for 3 days condense it let's cry for 15 <laughs> let's yeah? say that and then move on then let's go so i i read this quote if it's not going to matter after 5 years you shouldn't spend more than 5 minutes on it right good oh, no. bad ugly Great whatever it is me. right yeah, if it's yeah. not going to matter to five is don't yeah. spend more than 5 minutes uh now let's cut post uh, shark tank as uh, you've created a product which i think is fantastic zero maida bread no chemical preservatives low sugar low fat there are some amazing claims that you have made right 36 grams of protein in a loaf now for somebody who is recently acha this is oh there we go oh there we go that's the money maker right there <laughs> so 48 grams of protein per loaf now as somebody who is very recently gotten into the whole gymming and no whey protein the iso protein whatever it is this sounds amazing to me yeah now i'm very sure people ask you for hey is this true yeah Like because if you add this kind of protein, obviously it's going to have an impact on taste. Yeah. It's going to have this thing. And how do you squeeze in forty-eight grams of protein in a loaf? Sure. Do you get those questions? Like is that I get those questions. Okay. Uh, more often than you uh, can even imagine. Uh, 
I'll answer your questions in a couple of parts because there are three, four questions there. The 48 grams of protein in a pack of bread uh, would cause a compromise in taste, mm. right? However, our pitches taste comes first, then texture and then nutrition, right? Nice. So uh, we're always focused on getting taste right because that's where the LTV mm. actually kicks in. Correct. For the consumer. We Correct. all know Karela is good. How often do we have it, right? So uh, that, that's how we... Uh, Taste comes first. Uh, Joss and I work very closely on getting the taste, the textural properties, the mouth feel to an extent that we're understanding what's feeling at the tip of the tongue, side of the tongue, back of the tongue, the kind of fat that we use, the kind of proteins that we use. That smell and aroma when you like, you know, get your sensory analysis mm. upgraded mm. and when you're like, and when you're actually so involved in the product where you're losing your mind because you're like, like at 4am in the morning, you're like, what's going on? Let's get it right. And you're feeling every grain in that bread, right? We've nailed it with the taste. You toast this bread and you're like, hey, you know what? Uh, I, I can't shift. I can't shift. This is a product that will sit in my on the table. Uh... We enjoy an abnormal LTV today, uh, touch wood, because we worked very hard towards the product uh, and we have consumers whose houses we've entered more than 800 times, oh, a consumer. Wow. I'm not talking, Eight. yeah, more than that. And this is not one-off, mm -hmm. these are in numbers, wow. yeah. Uh, we import our ingredients from across the world, mm -hmm. so top class ingredients, mm -hmm. very well studied, also not that. Let's add protein into bread and call it protein bread, mm. but carefully studied, researched ingredients, globally sourced, mm. packed into product, mm. which delivers taste, texture and nutrition. Brilliant. Yeah. Love it. Uh, how do we justify if these numbers are correct? We come to you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. No, but are there times customers ask you for that? Like, hey, can you share it? Like, do they ever go down to that level of share a report? Like, or... They take it at face value, they talk and is it done or do that? Like, has anyone come and asked you like, you know, show me the report that? Yeah, I mean, there have been a lot of people who are openly sharing the report because, I mean, it's not that. Uh, it's something that I'm taking off the lab reports, we're getting off Equinox. Uh, and we're just putting that, right? So, we trust you guys. They trust uh, all that I'm saying. This trust, that trust, build. It's a trio, like, fine, the report, lelo, uh, so straight up transparency. So I, I, I think one of your biggest success factors is going to be that the whole nutrition piece, yeah. the taste piece yeah. and building that trust with customers, right? Because if I have a great product, which is unusual, but great, it is actually brag worthy. Yeah. I will tell people about it because I don't think there's any product in the market, a bread in the market that has this kind of protein in a single loaf. Yeah. Right. So you've hit a very, very key uh, demographic. Who would be interested in this? Right now, I know I'm interested in this because hey, I'm look, I'm tracking my proteins, and this is something that I would love to consume because hey, I know it's hitting a certain benchmark for me. Yeah. Uh, has is this a product, especially the one on top, the you know the one with the, 48, uh, the 48 grams? Do you, and across your range, do you see different people attracted to different types of products? Do you, are you able to track that? Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're tracking every uh, consumer behavior. We're tracking consumer behavior very closely. Mm -hmm. We're tracking consumer lifestyle very closely. We're uh, a metric between consumer behavior, consumer lifestyle and food options. Uh, to a nutshell, the center of which we, which means functional convenience. Uh, that's, that's the brand proposition at its core. Functional convenience uh, is what we're building. Uh, and 
when you say we, when you speak about the multi-protein bread, while we thought the lowest hanging fruit of the tree would be that Jim Goer, uh, we only realized that the mother is so aware today that she says that this my son who is leaving for school, if I give him two slices of bread, he's going to get 10 grams of protein. Right? The kid is happy, the mum is happy, effort is taken care of, right? So, uh, but of course, because of the price point, it, it acts differently and targets a different audience. Uh, however, a slice of bread gives you 1.6 egg whites worth of protein. The mm. moment I start drawing that kind of analogy, mm. uh, it suddenly cost doesn't even matter. We're like almost there. It's at the same price. So, we're very price competitive. So, little education is required. Uh, but from the zero mehta bread, mm. Zero mehta bread, simply whole wheat, no chemical preservatives, mm. low sugar, mm. low fat, mm. dairy and soy free, source mm. of protein and fiber, mm. no emulsifiers, low sodium and that's it. From an ingredient standpoint, 100% whole wheat flour, gluten, uh, vegetable fat, yeast, salt, sugar, cultured wheat flour, that's it, nothing artificial. At 55 rupees, I'd buy it. 100%. There's no, there is, <laughs> there is no two ways about that. Right now, in your business, According to me, the biggest challenge is going to be discovery. Sure. New people trying out your product. And also, I think what is probably working best for you, correct me if I'm wrong, is word of mouth. You have something which is brag worthy. Yeah. Right? And anytime you create something that is brag worthy, you word of mouth accelerates. Right? I know a lot of people who have a decent product and they will maybe two, three of them will get, I mean, they'll get two, three references a day. A product like yours should be getting way, way, way more because I know this is something I've recommended to so many people because not just because it tastes great, not just because it you know uh, feels nice in your mouth and with that much protein, you'd expect it to feel a little off, oh, but it doesn't. Yeah. Right. So you've hit that secret spot. It is brag worthy. Right. Apart from word of mouth, what is your next fastest way of growing? What we actually do is a lot of trial generation. Mm. Uh, to me, uh, while Instagram and all these places are great places to actually showcase and build that up. But when it comes to food, I think tangibility is critical. When you hit that breakfast table and when we do our sampling activities, we don't do like two slices or, you know, say that, hey, you know, we'll do a smaller pack. We say, pura kharir, pura, pura bejo. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, because it's a consideration product. It's open on a table where four family members sit together where two slices each come out. Mm. So let that family enjoy it. When that consensus is built on that table, and when one or two people say, yes, this is the product, LTV Done. And uh, I'm very glad that you brought up the concept of LTV. Lot of founders, especially in the food space, don't understand that concept, right? And if you want to build a scalable organization, your cost acquisition yeah. and LTV are things people need to understand. Yeah. Right? LTV is a lifetime value. The minute you're able to crack that equation, you're starting to make money. Yeah. Right Now, you can acquire by giving free product out. You can acquire by running Google ads, Instagram ads, YouTube ads, influencers and so on and so forth. Right? There's a wide gamut. But many people don't go down that path because they don't understand it. And which is why they're never able to scale. Right? Uh, I've been an angel investor in the past. And the first thing I look at is how much is a founder accounting for marketing and sales? I've seen founders put 1%, 2% as their marketing and sales budget. Guess what? I never invest in those companies. I never have. For a simple reason is you may build the best product, but if nobody knows about your product, yeah. what's the point? Yeah. Right? Uh, right now, is word of mouth your largest 
growth engine? To a very large extent, yes. Okay. Uh, to a very large extent, yes. But also this little bit of ad spends that we've started doing. Mm -hmm. A lot of sampling activities. We've got a brand activations team. Her building mein jaake activation kar rahe, gym mein activation kar rahe. Good. Uh, so sampling is working really well. So I'd say word of mouth sampling and then I'd say the influencer and the digital, gamut, the digital gamut. The digital gamut. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, right now, what is the biggest challenge that you're facing as a company? Uh, so while I'd not look at it as a challenge, mm. I'd uh, look at it as an operational hiccup right now mm. is uh, because of the numbers just drastically increasing day on day, right? And we're tracking sales and we're tracking data like literally every day. Mm. Uh, there's a mandate in the team that Every day sales, what's happening, what's happening, compare, karo, compare, karo, analyze, what's happening, what's happening, get more data, oh. let's be data driven. Uh, and when that is happening, uh, we're seeing from a delivery standpoint, because that load is increasing and we're not being able to like hit the spot, mm -hmm. the 6 to 9 promise is moved to 6 to 9.30. Mm. Yeah, uh, but a promise is broken, so I'm cognizant of the fact that the promise is broken. Uh, so that promise is trying to come back on track, which is 6 to 9 again. So I think that's a good problem to have. And I think what we were discussing just before the thing started is we are going through the exact same thing right now, right? Because yeah. uh, uh, in March, FSSI had said that, hey, now you have to start your six monthly submissions online. Suddenly the demand for the six monthly tests, which are earlier also there, just that FSSI had not said submitted online, is gone up so high. Even our seven day is now becoming eighth or ninth day. And we are trying, we are working 24 by 7. We are now deciding to Sunday Stalu Karna. We are doing all of that to keep up with the demand. But it feels, I mean, I, I know and I'm very sure you also. You feel bad, Ariyar, the promise is broken. You're saying this. Yeah. yeah. It's great quality, but oh, there is a delay in whatever. The yeah. outcome, right? Uh, I, I'm going to shift gears a little bit here now. Uh, tell me about how is it to work with a family member so mohit is your cousin cousin yeah, brother yeah. how how is that dynamic how is what are the what are the pros and cons of working with a family member i think there are no cons i think the only con that is is that you're treated like a family member right uh, and that puts a boundary in terms of your positioning towards that family member especially when you are both founders Right. Uh, two founders need to be a very aggressive with each other and build that healthy argument. Today, that becomes a little subtle. But with the team, we're like at it. Right. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I think he's phenomenal. Uh, he's hardcore manufacturing operations, QA, QC, uh, testing. He's the one who's interacting with, even with your team. Mm, nice. Uh, very ruthless, saying, Kya ho rahe, kyun nahi rahe. Of course. Uh, uh, only to understand very recently from Sharan ki Equinox has exploded. Exploded because <laughs> order pe order aare, sir, service nahi ho rahe. Don't worry, hum kar rahe, hum kar rahe. And because your lab is also one of the most uh, efficient, trusted and supportive labs. And I've seen that over time because we, we stuck around with you guys for a while. Thank you. Uh, is that Mohit is like, time pe nahi aare. I was like, rook karenge wo lo. Do din de de, uska operation leka pa, kichega wo. Uh, so, from that standpoint, Mohit and I have a very healthy relation, but that little boundary, which is, we're trying to break that right now, because uh, the idea is that we're both visionaries, we're both looking at building scale, mm. and we're saying that, fuck this uh, family gig that is happening, let's both scale it. 
he's building his vertical i'm building my vertical he gives he removes a lot of stress from my head nice nice uh, so the equation is actually i think very phenomenal because he's also a younger brother uh, right out of college picked up uh, saying chal bread banate right so <laughs> from day one been a part of the journey nice so as involved as i am so that heart and soul is there in for the health factory love it so uh, there are two parts i want to talk about uh, one is the fact that working with family members the pros according to me are phenomenal for the trust, trust. The, the trust i think is the biggest is. thing you don't have to look at that area yeah. because there's phenomenal trust the downside however is i don't know how far you can push them like i push my team to the limit yeah. right like i will make them i'll if they, this is their boundary every day i'm making sure that their boundaries are expanded in whatever field they are yeah. with family members sometimes can get a little difficult like that's the only con that i've seen the the second part that you mentioned is uh, you know hey even though we were like delaying things you still stuck around and i have a more scientific explanation for that uh, kunal shah talks about this concept called delta 4 kunal shah from cred yeah i'm a big fan of kunal right uh, so delta 4 is hey what is what are what where's your service what is the alternative if the alternative is 4 points below you so on a scale of 1 to 10 let's say equinox is an 8 and the alternative is a 3 or a 4 as long as you have four points ahead you'll stick with us that's the concept so like a ola uber versus a normal cab a normal yeah. cab ka booking experience and the whole experience let's say is a 3 and a ola uber is at 4 or oh, sorry 8 or 9 you wait that 7 8 even minutes. if they have cancelled two cabs you'll still book it the next time you're not giving up on them amazon yeah. like yesterday i booked on amazon some food i really really like yesterday i got a message saying uh, they tried to deliver but they didn't uh, and you cancelled i'm like nobody even called me yeah but am i going to stop using amazon because of that there's no chance in hell because this click 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 food shows up the same day or whatever i'm ordering yeah. shows the same day yeah. right so when i heard this concept my first go to was i went to my team my executive team i'm like guys i want to see where are we are we are delta 2 delta 3 kahan pe hain yeah so we ran a survey we took about 1000 customers randomly out of 55000 we took 1000 customers and we asked them hey if you worked with other labs where would you rate them and where would you rate us that's it that was the question two rating scales 1000 customers ko survey gaya we were at 4.3 average and i was i was shocked i was expecting us to be 2 2 1/2 i mean i knew we would be ahead but when i saw 4.3 i mean we actually had a nice celebration in the company because we were doing something different and i think the same thing is with your product even if oh you're delaying delivery half an hour one hour are breakfast thoda late ho raha because that people are still sticking around because the difference is so high over the alternatives i think you've hit delta 4 which i think is a phenomenal achievement for your team as well right So okay, uh, coming back to uh, the health factory. As you scale health factory, you're adding a lot of teammates to your company. What do you look for in people? Like, what is that one or two defining characteristics where you're like, this is the person. So seventy percent of uh, even when we onboard a team member is towards attitude. We don't. Uh, at twenty percent would be towards skill set, and ten percent I'd like to understand hobbies. uh because i think uh, and and the 10% of course is a lot of weightage because uh, i like to understand the kind of personality the person is in terms of how he would portray the business in front of the world so that 10% is for examining uh do you sing do you dance do you play a sport do you read if you read what do you read do you like to travel uh, i like to understand that because that speaks a lot about a person's personal characteristics Seventy uh, percent is attitude because uh, I started with zero knowledge, right? It's only the attitude that's helped me come where I am today. 
with a little subject matter expertise across cross domains uh, and understanding the business better. So attitude is does get get that mark because the even if you don't know, but if you're if you have the willingness to learn, uh, maybe that lag is three months mm. or four months. Mm. But when that lag crosses, which means learning kicks in with attitude, you're an engine. Mm. Uh, and, and and then comes a skill set of uh, 20-odd percent where, uh, yes, it's good if you have that industry exposure and if you've dealt with similar subject matters and domains. It uh, helps you accelerate and maybe cut that four to two. Mm. Uh, but that's not a deal breaker. Mm. As long as I'm finding that that spark saying, chal karte. Mm. Dekha jayega. <laughs> Tutega to hai na. Right? Just that. I'm just waiting for that one moment where he says, yeah, let's do it together. Mm. And when that happens, I'm like, this is the guy. Love yeah. it. Love it. Uh, tell me about a productivity hack that you follow that makes you effective, more effective. Back to basics, pen and paper. Mm. Back to basics. I think what you can capture on a pen and paper yeah, and then maybe because uh, we're in a generation where, you know, teams cannot often sit together. You translate that pen and paper on a Google Drive doc. Mm. Uh, to me, that for me has been very instrumental. Mm. A task list, right, which has to have five action items. Nothing more than that. You don't add till you don't finish. That's it. You pause so there. In the last year, year and a half, I'm a very tech-savvy person, like all the best tech, like iPad, pen, everything is there, right? All, every, all the, you think of the latest tech, it's available either at my home office or office. Last year, year and a half, I've been going for a simple card this big on a wooden stand. Three things written down by hand when I start my day. With the first one, which we refer to as MIT, most important task. No matter what happens, that task has to get done for the day. And two others, if they're done, they're great. The reason I figured this out is there were times I'm working 12 hours. But at the end of the day, I don't feel like I've achieved something. Because oh, I'm, fa I'm problem sol solving problems, I'm doing reviews, deep dives, kare kare, but I was personally, I was solving other people's problems. Yeah. But I wasn't feeling like, oh, I have you know, moved the needle on something personally. But when I started using this, the three, the, the three task method with the one uh, MIT, Every day I feel like, oh, I've achieved. So the minute, and again, physical, like you take it yeah, off, like tick, yeah. right? it's done for the day. That has been a big, big, big game changer for me, right? Uh, as you grow the health factory, what is your five-year vision for the health factory? Uh, the five-year vision is to be uh, the country's biggest breadwala. Hmm. Uh, where we're seeing a staples upgrade that is happening across the country, right? The eggs have been upgraded. You're getting the free range. The milk has been upgraded today uh, with a couple of players. The bread space is pending, mm. right? Where that gap. So we want to be the country's biggest breadwala, but I'd like to achieve that in like four, four and a half, mm. and then build a leg of another product that kicks in to be hardcore FMCG, mm. uh, a staples brand. Mm. So I want to build a staples brand. I don't want to build anything fancy. I don't want any fancy So, stuff. talking about uh, fancy, uh, recently with the whole Elon Musk and Twitter, 
what are your thoughts on Elon Musk laying off everybody and keeping a handful of folks in Twitter? It, like, did that make sense to you? When you heard that news, what did what did you feel like? That's a smart move. Is it not a smart move? I say it's a smart move if you introduce robot tax because you're dealing with somebody's mind. Uh, you're talking about unemployment, which means a lot of people going out of job, which means, hey, that's not cool. But I get where you're coming from because you're building maybe operational efficiencies or you've got something else in mind. They introduce robot tax fire whoever you want to. Pay them. So, from what I understood, from whatever uh, I've read up on uh, the tech space, so I, I do also run a tech tech firm, is many a times as you grow a tech business, you your team start getting bloated, especially when you're doing product dev. But once your product becomes stable, you actually don't need a thousand people coding a single yeah, product. Yeah. It's not needed. But many a times, because that's a metric of success to show investors, oh, we have a thousand people dev team. It almost becomes like a feather in your cap. But technically, it's not needed because it's you need inefficient. it. Yeah. It's inefficient, yeah. right? And once Elon took that step, within days, I saw so many other tech founders revisiting the fact that, hey, do we need such a big team? Yeah. Now, while that's a very, very sad moment where suddenly you have to you know, let go of 5,000 people, 10,000 people. And in US, even though it is sad, it's not that bad because severance is almost mandatory. Right? In India, there's no concept of severance. Yes, you'd give a month pay, whatever. Every industry would be slightly different. But I think it's making companies more efficient. Yeah. While for those specific folks, it will be a bad time. But for the industry and for the organization, once an organization learns to operate at a certain efficiency, it becomes profitable. If it becomes profitable, it grows and it has a larger impact. It can reach more people. Yeah. It's able to do a better, you know, more yeah. uh, in the world. With the whole chat GPT and a lot of AI coming into our everyday world, many people think it's going to replace jobs. You know what? It is going to replace jobs. So did electricity. So did wheels. Yeah, it's yeah. evolution. It's evolution. It's going to evolve. So uh, the other day I was talking to uh, a few folks in my marketing team. And uh, I was talking to them and I asked this question. Like, hey guys, do you think uh, chat GPT is going to replace you guys? It's a natural question. Yeah. ChatGPT and all like mid-journey and yeah, run yeah. by ML yeah, and yeah. all these softwares, right? Automatic video editing and like you just type a thing and oh, the image comes up. Why do Correct. I need video editing and so yeah. on and so forth? I think an interesting insight that I got is a person who will be replaced is with somebody who knows how to use this technology. It's Correct. not going to be the bot that's going to replace the person. Yeah. So if I am just doing normal work and you are using AI, you will probably replace me. Sure. Right? Yeah. But it's not that I'm going to be replaced by a bot who's just doing what I'm doing. Correct. I don't think we're there yet. And I yeah. don't think we'll be there for another 5-10 years. Right? Sure. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? In your business, are you seeing any kind of tech, automation, something that is going to replace your current folks? I wouldn't, like you correctly said, right? You need these guys to then evolve towards managing that tech to ask it the right kind of questions. Right? So, uh, the people at the organization need to evolve to understanding the usage of this versus going out. If they're not redundant, I'd say skill upgradation is required. So you upgrade, you learn further. Uh, we're encouraging growth. We're, we're happy to sponsor the team's uh, skill set learning. Uh, we're, we're saying that go out there, take your Excel classes for those of you who are not very efficient with it. Uh, take your Photoshop editing uh, workshops, do that. Uh, pick your subject matter. Maybe you want to like, maybe even learn dancing. Fine, let's go do it, right? Uh, <laughs> I love uh, that. But just keep learning. Keep learning so that you're not 
you're always ahead of the curve, at least in what you're learning. So when you said keep learning, that's one of uh, the pillars at Equinox. So whenever I meet any Equinoxian, after, especially after a long time, not the people I work with on a day-to-day basis, but uh, after maybe two months, three months, the one thing I ask them is, hey, what's new, right? The, the reason for asking what's new is I'm looking for, hey, what have you innovated? What have you learned new? Yeah. What have you done new? And the next thing we ask, and this is across Equinox, is, hey, uh, what did you mess up last week? Like, what did you sure. fail at? Yeah. Right? And I think it's very important to have that conversation of Absolutely. what did you fail at, if, especially if you want innovation. Yeah. Right? So, uh, yesterday I was in office. I don't go to office every day. Yesterday I was in office and I met 40 new people who had started in the last month. And uh, when I asked them this question, like, what did you fail at? They were all like, like should we tell him like what yeah. we messed up? <laughs> yeah. And so, I realized the best way to op- get them to open up is I shared with them what I failed at. And it was a big failure. Nice. And they were like, oh, wow. Like, okay, that was massive. Like, oh, yeah. if he can openly say yeah. that he failed at yeah. this. Okay, our failure was like a small, like, yeah. delay. Why, yeah. You know, flash tuta, whatever yeah. it is, right? But they were open to it. Well, so I'm going to take that learning. I'm going to put it back into my system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's important to create that culture. See, at the end of the day, uh, and I, I learned this actually from a parenting video. You can tell people what to do. You can tell kids what to do. But they are finally going to do what they see you do. Correct. Right? So if you want that open culture of, hey, people sharing their failures with you, you can't expect that if you don't share your failures with them. Fair enough. So the fastest way to do yeah. it is that you you share your, you start nice by sharing your failures, it becomes normal for people to share theirs. Yeah, that's a lovely right? thought. Uh, tell me one cultural thing that you do at the health factory, which is different than other people in the business. One cultural thing I think that we do at the health factory is uh, we're a very tight team. Hmm. Uh, from the helpers to the uh, the people at the factory to the ops team, marketing team, all cross teams, where we sit and hang together, nice. right? Uh, where feedbacks are taken very seriously, feedbacks are also implemented. Uh, we still fully respect the lady who walks in and cleans the floor. We're sitting with her, eating with her. Love it. Uh, like just creating that bond. I think it's it's something that can't I can't even capture it by just speaking about it. It's a feeling. Hundred percent. It's family. It's family. It's family. If you're able to create a workspace in which people look at other people as family, I think you've achieved something that 60, 70, 80 percent of businesses in India can't do. Most smaller business I've dealt with, and especially maybe five, seven, ten years ago, maybe now it's changing, the, the number is changing. It was, oh, the boss is here and other people are here. I think it's now this. Everyone is here. Designations are, it it doesn't make a difference. right? So, for example, at Equinox, we don't use the word manager. We use the word leader. So, you have executives, you have ATL, acting team lead, team lead, process lead, and so on and so forth. The idea is, I don't think people should be managed. People should be led. You want somebody to work better, show them what better work looks like. You do the work and show them. Uh, Many a times when we've hired uh, leaders from outside, for the first two, three weeks when I, and I spent some, I used to spend, uh, at least at the team leader level, back in the day, I used to spend a lot of time with them. I used to see that, oh, they're telling everyone what to do, but they're not doing it themselves. I'm like, no, 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 that doesn't, that doesn't work. You need to do it themselves and show them Absolutely. rather than saying, oh, this is how it is done. Sure. Get into it and oh, like, let's say it's editing, video yeah. editing. 
here here is what i mean rather than saying oh this is how you should be doing it sure get in the nitty gritty teach them what to do yeah. let it be testing let it be any part of our operations hr tech but once we put that as a part of our culture it's amazing to see how you know juniors look up to their seniors because now they know that if i'm working hard if i'm putting in extras my leader is right here he's not gone home and sure. he's gone at 5:30 and making me work till 7 o'clock we never have a policy of uh, asking people to work late every teammate does it out of their own well. this thing not a single day have i told anybody till date that hey we have this target and you have to they know what the vision is they know what the expectation is right now with this whole expansion coming up with all these samples coming in my teammates are working 12 12 hours i don't even know i find out later on i know people who came in on a sunday nobody told them to come on a sunday yeah no there were 100 samples pending so from saturday calls. night we left at 9:30 10 o'clock they yeah. come at 8 in the morning we left at 9:30 10 obviously nobody expected them to come next day next day they show up why oh those 100 samples are pending if we don't do it results will go on tuesday they're supposed to go on saturday nahi gaye because yeah. jada sample the so we came in on a sunday so they can still go monday morning and there is no extra anything for this but they will come and do it because they'll align with the same passion like sure. you said kay when you're looking for they're looking for that spark they're looking for that passion in our for equinox i think the biggest thing is culture a second thing is customer experience and our customers and customer experience even when i meet new team members this is a conversation yesterday when i ask people hey what is the most important thing you have to do at equinox what is the most important thing in equinox people said testing or auditing training ye karenge quality control we have to give 100% accurate reports i'm like boss first is a culture is your mindset yeah it's okay if you messed up you messed up say sorry yeah fix say, it yeah. say sorry there's yeah. nothing wrong in saying sorry yeah. right outside my cabin there are four words written no ego no fear and that i think defines that how according to me how people teammates should be they should be they shouldn't be scared Absolutely. of talking to anyone that could be ceo or founder or koi bhi ho should be scared and when new people enter like i know you have some new teammates just sitting off camera obviously first second they are going to be scared talking to you but after a few interactions they realize ki hey it's another person and oh he's he cares for me oh he's looking after my yeah. well being he's being you know uh, he's sharing his failures she's going to be happy sharing her failures with you she's Absolutely. going to be happy sharing her learnings with you yeah so uh, when i tell me about a challenging moment you've had at the health factory and i'd like to reshape that question a little bit mm. or answer it in a way where i don't think of it as a challenge mm. right uh, i'd look at it as a a quick speed breaker mm. uh, and then accelerate from there because the vision at the health factory is so large right you were even with the teams where uh, when we're having a conversation it's more on the lines of no one is working for me it's all for the health factory so it's all elevated towards a higher cause and that's what we're believing in mm. uh, saying this is what the growth that we want to achieve uh, in that in that scenario when you are thinking that scale i don't think anything is a challenge right uh, when you're thinking at that level and you're vibrating there with your team saying okay come on let's do this in this there there will be hurdles and that uh, in other words if you want to call it a challenge uh, that's that so it's a but small speed breaker it's a small speed breaker have we had we keep having uh, but it's not even something that i put too much consensus to for me to even actually get into the root of saying kya galat hua mm. uh galat hua theek hua okay mm. let's get back because the cause is so high right so i'll okay. put it that way uh 
tell me about new products or new things that are going to be coming up soon if you are able, i don't know if you are able to share things but if you are able to share things that would be fantastic anything new that you are working on like i said right uh, we want to be the breadwala of the country uh, to be that the vision for that is only so large mm. that any new product additions will only cause derailing focus mm. uh, to me i'm a firm believer of let's focus let's get things let's live in that environment and innovate in that environment mm. <laughs> versus opening too many variables mm. uh, and then solving four variables and then playing into yet more number of variables and then team sizes change and brand focus changes and all of that happens right so i like to live in this particular set of things that we do and uh, play in the variables that could happen there and innovate there but from being the bread wala we also wanting to become the pow wala yeah so we're launching the pow excellent uh, same pow. space slightly different variant but again same space yeah so pow wala pow wala is now becoming <laughs> pow wala <laughs> yeah so we want to do that we're launching a really cool range of pows love it uh also highly penetrated product consumed by all mm. uh so we see that the consumers are also happy we've given some trials out mm-hmm. the customers are very happy they're very very excited for this to come love it and uh, talking of new products uh right now we were playing around with the gin siphon right which uh, is from a company called booker workshop and uh, we created some infused gin and by the way what we were having was not water it was a nice <laughs> gin and tonic just for <laughs> this thing it was a fantastic product it was fantastic it's fantastic i really liked it yeah 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 so the the idea is uh, over time i mean anyone who comes to the you know the studio of the den i normally ask them coffee whiskey wine you know uh, this thing and one of my uh, guests had actually said uh, why not mix black coffee and whiskey and I, the entire interview we shot we had two whiskies each with the cinnamon <laughs> i mean cinnamon whiskey and black coffee it was fantastic and to make it better her dog was in the shot oh, nice. and half the time her dog was there half the time the dog was there so every interview has some you know something new something fun and uh, the fact that we don't keep alcohol out of it keeps makes it more fun okay so my my last question for you is lot of people want to get into the food business lot of people think it's very glamorous what would your advice to them be if somebody wants to get into food business or any business what would your two cents be to that person i'd say uh, firstly I'd, i'd if i'd make it a slightly a little more generic i and if i use business versus food business i'd say perseverance mm. uh, because that's make and break uh, for, if, if i go down to food business and that perseverance applies cross category right any any business correct uh, because you're failing you have to fail there's no fun also i think without without failing cuz that kind of learning that comes in that 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 whackness that comes into a person because of that certain mistake is incredible who wouldn't want to go through that experience uh from a food business i'd say that it is a very competitive landscape mm. uh but to find that everyday hack is what is critical so for me a lot of innovation in the food space may not always be the right way forward mm. is because the marketing dollars required behind consumer behavior to change consumer behavior and to change consumer habit mm. is very very high the dollars required behind that are so high that while you may think that it is that superfood for you but to actually get it on the table for you to build that ltv and consistency with the consumer is may not actually happen right so stick to the category 
innovate in the category hold true to the category for example even with our bread right hmm. box wala bread hai hmm. it took us 4 years to understand for the consumer to understand bread box mein bhi aata hai earlier when they were seeing this they would just see that that ye isme hai kya they wouldn't even read the word bread like three second mind space and they would do this acha i don't know what this is we put it back uh this one they start understanding a bread hai. you know what i mean <laughs> they used to see now slowly they've got exactly. used to see this back so i i'd say do things that are familiar with the consumer mm-hmm. uh so that you're not occupying or redefining or rechanging the way he's thinking about that particular category mm. and then build from there uh i'd love to see innovation uh and a lot more things coming but like i said the marketing efforts and the cost behind acquiring mm. ridiculous We've all seen the cacks go off the roof. Uh, it just doesn't make business sense after a point. And so I think getting those numbers right yeah. is is crucial, right? Yeah. Understanding CAC, understanding LTV, and the actual LTV. Yeah. Not an Excel LTV. Because the customer will stay for two years. Yeah. He was a customer. Then we buy one product and never come back to you. Also, or may come stay with you for next five years, yeah. right? Okay. So I know I said last question earlier, but now this is my my next question. Is black T-shirt your standard thing? I know this is my standard look. Is black T-shirt your standard look? Very honestly, I have four T-shirts. Okay. Uh, I you say all are all are not black. All are black. Uh, no. Okay. Well, black, blue, pink, and yet another black. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> and so I have six black T-shirts. Huh. My marketing team and my PR team. will breathe down my neck saying one day please wear something different your photos have gotten boring the editors every time they're seeing the same photo same frame same black kuch to alag pehno so a, a few days ago i went and i bought a white a pink and a blue i wore all, all similar <laughs> same same brand same size everything i wore it one one day each and they go back to black <laughs> to black i'm like no yaar i i i I'm, i'm loving this you guys get bored find another person to shoot more focus more on my guest than me but uh, but i think it's so simple like for me to get ready or you to pack or leave anywhere it's just it's 30 seconds one minute yeah. to pack my bag and i go to us pack my bag in like 30 seconds yeah. one minute why it's just black t-shirts gray pants i'm done i know it's a little boring but it takes so much stress of why what should i wear right and by the way that's been one of my productivity hacks Where I I don't have to worry about what I'm going to wear. I'm going to wear this. Tell you a secret right after this. Okay, after this. After this. Once you're done. Okay. And no, so I think that is uh, it's, it's important to have these small small hacks and figuring out what works for you. So something that has started working for me, standing and working, that has started working for me. Right. Uh, my productivity stays high. My focus stays high. Hey, like, why is that? Because I do that. Like I can't sit. So after this, I'll show you my desk, huh. standing desk. Ten huh. hours a day I'm standing. I sit down exactly one thirty to two. I start my day at nine nine thirty. One thirty two is lunch. I don't care what is happening. I don't care which call is on. One thirty, and the call is off. Like, okay, guys, thanks, bye. I'm out. Whoever client call, any call, I'm out. One thirty two, I'll be sitting. I'll enjoy my lunch. Earlier, I used to skip lunch, and I used to be, I used to wear it as a badge of honor. Stupidest thing ever. I eat once a day, but I'll tell you also why. We'll yeah, we'll yeah, we'll talk yeah, about yeah, that yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. And two, I used to have lunch in five minutes. When I used to have lunch, oh, I have to get back to work. Now I've realized, boss, no. If I want to be effective, I want to be productive. I want to make better decisions. This has to be clear, yeah. right? It has to be has to be fresh. When I get back in, so now my afternoon slump. There's no slump, so now I'm able to produce like this rather than like this, and then afternoon slump, and then oh, by four or five o'clock after my coffee, it goes back up again. So I've gone through those. Yeah, standing thirty minute lunches has helped tremendously. Nice. What were you What were you saying? So the first hack behind the uh-huh. the clothing is 
just before I was getting here, uh, I messaged Gauri. Saying, what do I, what do I need to wear? <laughs> she said, wear a shirt and come at least. I, and I contemplated. I literally contemplated. I opened the wardrobe. I was like, hey, nahi, yaar. Hey, nahi. <laughs> oh, it's gone to, it's gone for ironing. Like, what the hell to wear? I said, take this. It's your Friday attire. Wear it and go. <laughs> yeah. so, so, till yeah. uh, about a year ago, I didn't have shirts. So I got one white shirt. When office opened, reopened after the whole pandemic thing, I got one white shirt. Because I used to go to office only once in a while. No? So I used to wear my white shirt to my office. Yeah. But then I started going for a little more meetings. and So then I needed another white shirt. So my literally my wardrobe right now is two white shirts, six black t-shirts. I have three pants. Same, three pants. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that minimalism has helped me clear so much clutter. clutter. And, and I think, and I realized this especially when I moved houses, the amount of stuff that I had gathered over time was really donkulous and I was ashamed. I'm like, really like me, like this much owns, this much like it was just, it didn't make sense. Two, I was on a bit of a health journey, so I lost a lot of weight. All the things <laughs> just went out, went one day, six of these, three of these, that. that's it. And I, I don't go shopping. Nice. And then I went now recently to buy the three other t-shirts. Nice. I don't think I'm going to shop another for another year or two, I'm not, I'm not going to go shopping, right? And, uh, but do you think standing and working helps you think better? I've not given that too much thought, but okay. now that you put me in this mind space of understanding why you're doing this and this is happening, I'm going to actually put some thought behind that. Because I'm walking, I'm standing, I'm just walking around. Even if I'm doing calls, I can mm. never sit. Even if my video call is on and very honestly, sometimes even with investor meetings, I, 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 turn, the, I turn the chair. Ah. I turn the chair and I ah. put my legs the other way around and I'm like just... You know, either just walking around, I'm like, sorry, sir, but I need to like, let this flow, you know. Uh, so but, I do that. So I've gotten a camera. So I used to walk and it's very distracting for people. No, I mean, I'm just walking around and like, I'm becoming small in the screen. Yeah. I've got a camera that does uh, tracking, which keeps you zoomed in. Oh, nice. So that is helping. And the mic, luckily, is a very nice mic. So no matter where I'm in the room, it picks up the audio. And suppose if I'm walking even further off, I've gotten a few more wireless mics, uh -huh. which allow me to walk wherever I want and the camera is able to track me at this angle. Like it's oh, not nice. It's, I don't become small. It tracks me like close up. So that's been a new little gizmo that I've added. And so I keep almost every month, I'll keep buying some tech, like tech thing. And this has been one of my, the newer camera has been a you know, blessing. Nice. So uh, now truly uh, uh, last question. Five years from today, where do you see yourself? Like how, how would you like to evolve? Five years from now. Like what parts of you would you want to evolve five years from now? Yeah, th very, th this question can throw people off quite a bit. No, I mean, uh, I, I'm just like, I'm actually going through one year, two years, three years, four years, five years in my in my hand, right? Mm. The, if you ask where I'd like to be, mm. I'd like to be in a space. Uh, I read a lot of higher philosophy. Mm. Uh, I read the Vedanta. Oh, wow. uh, nice. And that's where I think the real grounding comes in. Okay. And five years down the line, I'd like to be a more realized person from everything that I'm doing, right? Uh, realization has grown from a <coughs> uh, to a very large extent, but I think the journey towards that, I think I'd like to achieve. The, and grow more there. Since the age of 13, I've been doing my chants and my mantras. Uh, and I've been towards, I've read a little bit of the Bhagavad Gita mm. and the Vedanta. Mm. Uh, to me, I think that's the, that's real life. To me, that that beats everything. That's 
that the, the way the mindset changes, uh, it helps you conquer uh, anything and everything, right? That could be work, health, personal, uh, physical, mental. That state of just being aware is phenomenal. I'd like to get there because uh, it's the mind, body, intellect, right? And there are oh, these are just spoken about tools, but the state of being intuitive, right? Where just imagine where you're like sitting and pretty much like anime or any other movie. Things are just happening the way they're supposed to. And you're realizing sometimes how powerless you are. Yeah. Or sometimes how powerful you are that that doesn't affect you. Yeah. And powerless to know many of it you can't change. Yeah. I think that would be a very nice That's zen very state well to be. That. Right. Yeah. So lovely. And I'm hoping you achieve that uh, within five years. I know I'm on a similar journey where I, I I want to be. I mean, I'm kind of starting to realize that hey, there are so many things that happen around you that you cannot control. Yeah. And the things that you can, you should. But be I mean, be powerful enough to know that no matter what happens, it's not going to shake you. It's not going to break. Yeah. So, and I think if you are able to get there, according to me, that would be my ideal state five years from now. It was lovely chatting with it's you, Avinay. I had a great time. I, I had a fantastic time and I'm definitely going to connect with you within five years and I'm going to see where we are at the, <laughs> which level we are at. Absolutely. Right? So, that would be fantastic and wish you and your entire team at the Health Factory the very best. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I wish you all the best. I think you guys are doing a phenomenal job. Thank you. This is going to, as soon as this is cut, we need to get on a call. We need to figure out our next steps. Let's get the 100%, lab. 100%. Things running. So th the reason even for this, this podcast has been uh, one, to meet new interesting people. And uh, it may not always be a client or whatever. It could be anyone from the food space or, you know, many different spaces. Because I personally learn so much. So for me, that learning is so much more important than views and listens yeah. and downloads. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So, uh, and my, my team will always come back with metrics. Like, oh, I have 50,000 views. And I'm like, boss, I learned these three things from this person. For me, that is phenomenal, right? For yeah. me, like, hey, like the, the Pepsi, the, the thumbs up thing. I'm going to try that. Hey, next time I'm going to learn this. Where can I? It may not be an actual thumbs up. Maybe a bottle of wine. Maybe sure. a whiskey. I don't know. Maybe that has upgraded now. But where can I learn quickly? Yeah. Right? Two, having that job description of get it done. So one of our core values. Uh, so we we believe very uh, you know uh, deeply in core values. We had five core values. We wanted to add a sixth one. Which I wanted to be more innovation focused, innovation driven. So I literally call it get shit done. But we wanted to be a little bit more PC, like, you know, <laughs> politically. Yeah. So now uh, we've turned it into, we make thoughts into things. So I'm a big believer of thoughts into things. So we turned that whole the six volume to make thoughts into things. And by the way, this podcast was once a thought and now it's become a thing. Nice. Right? So, and I, I'm, nice. I'm so glad that I got to meet you. Big fan of your product. And I'm so glad we got to spend this time together. Pleasure. Thank you and wish you all the best. <laughs> <laughs>